This is Come On Kinds with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Good evening, everybody, and welcome once again into the KCLR studios here in Kilkenny for Come On Kind with myself, Martin Quilty. And as usual, I am joined in studio by my wonderful co-host, Anya Fahey. Good evening, Anya. Well, Martin, how are we all? We are all good. How would we not be enjoying this beautiful sunshine mm-hmm. that we are having? And we have a packed show to th- this evening. We are going to be reviewing what went on over the weekend, the two quarterfinals in FBD Semper Stadium, two brilliant finals that they were. We're going to be previewing this weekend's coming uh, All-Ireland semi-finals with Elaine O'Leary, or as everyone knows her, as Elaine Elward, former Camogie star with Kilkenny. But first of all, I am going to press a button here and hopefully I have on the line the Waterford Senior Camogie Manager, Derek Lyons, for his very first interview with ourselves on Come On Kind. Good evening, Derek. Good evening, Martin and Anya. How are you? All good now, thank you. And you must be a very happy man, Derek, after the weekend. Yeah, obviously. Look, I mean, it's great to be still in the championship. I mean, when you go into these weekend games, knockout games, you're just wondering, will you be training the next Tuesday night? Like, you know, so obviously that that's the big thrill and, and just another week to go, like, you know, at semi-finals and who knows what lies beyond. Exactly. I suppose the monkey is off the back as well. Um, five straight quarter-final appearances for yourselves. Probably unlucky that it was Tipperary in the last four that they were after knocking you out. It's the first All-Ireland semi-final appearance I've been informed by the Mary Moore and Book on Camogie since 1959 when you defeated Mayo. So it's a long time to be waiting, Jerry, to get into a semi-final but what an epic performance by yourselves against Limerick at the weekend. You must be very happy with the way that your team performed on Saturday. Yeah, look, Martin, I suppose, look, to say, obviously, it's great to be there. As you said, five attempts, like, so far, and a lot of these girls would have been involved in five of my money involved just last year. And you referenced 59 being the last time they were in the semi-final, you know, so, like, 59 is a big year here in Waterford. We, the last time we won an All-Ireland final, you know. Um, so, yeah, look, there's a lot of history there, but... Yeah, look, I mean, the performances on, on Saturday was, was, was very good first half. I referenced it after the game in my post-match interview. Like, it was just that first half performance. Second half was was, was uh, a lot less effective and, and and as good, I suppose, as we would have liked it to be. So, a lot of learnings out of that. But overall, like, the end result was, was the important thing. If we won by a pint or won by 10 pints, it was relevant. We just needed to get to the next round. So, really happy to be there, Martin, you know. Yeah. T- talk to us about the year as a whole. I mean, you started off in Division 2 in the National League. Might have been expecting maybe to get to the league final or even coming out of it. You were probably disappointed not to make the, the league final in it. And then the first round of the championship then as well, a defeat to Dublin. Did you think to yourself at that stage, God, it's not going to be our year? No, I'll be honest with you, Martin. Look, I mean, we can reflect on the year and I can give you all the reasons and stuff like the things that say why why we believe, look, even though we lost. And yes, look, we went down into Division 2, I suppose, from last year's first thing to say. And I suppose last year was my first year and we needed to find out a lot about the squad last year and learnings for this year, you know. So we did, there was a lot of soul searching done over the winter and um, we did a lot of work to try and uh, reinvented the squad and we did that and we, we've obviously, I think it was been referenced, I think we lost 11 out of, 12 out of 26 out of our squad last year. So, if you come into a new year on that basis alone, I suppose you're up. You're, you're, you're what you're, what you set as your goals and your targets are maybe slightly different to what they might have been in previous years. Um, so yeah, look, the goal initially was to 
to start to obviously re- go as far in Division Two as we could with a, with a, with, a, with a different type of squad and learn and and start to put things in place with the big picture being you know down the road towards the the All Ireland series. Like I mean, ultimately that's what it's all about. And while we were defeated in the in the league to um, semi final to Wexford, like I mean, look, you have to realise Wexford are, are down there with two or two years, but they're also a senior um, top team in 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 the All Ireland series. So look, I mean, they're probably, they were probably a little bit more hungry to get out of Division Two than we were. We were look, I'm. Being 100 honest, we wanted to use that division two to blood in a few new girls. A lot of you know, new girls got into the team and into the squad this year, so we got what we wanted more than what we wanted out of the, the league. Um, yeah, so look, but like obviously the defeat to Dublin was something that we didn't plan for. Um, and look, to be fair to Dublin, I think we'll all acknowledge like look, they were in a quarter final there with us just as well. Like they 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 were not a team that anyone was going to push aside lightly. Um, to be fair, like they're doing some serious work over there. Adrian is doing great work in in in, in Dublin, and he did a lot of cleaning out this year as well. And rebuilding of the squad so look they went on to, to, to lose only one game in the whole series um, we lost two I mean we're in the semi-finals and they're, they're out like so like the loss to Dublin was a really really interesting one for us because we could have gone either way yeah but look we reacted positively after that Martin and, and the rest is history now like we find ourselves in a, in a semi-final for the very first time but it's not something that we don't think that we could have done once before a ball was thrown in in the All-Ireland series like we've done a huge amount of work over the last six or seven months like and Everything was was gearing towards doing well and at least getting to quarterfinals and hopefully breaking that or getting rid of that monkey off the back as you've alluded to. Do you think, Jerry, that was the turning point for yourselves? Because I mean, after the defeat, you know, a lot of people would have been saying, especially after the league form, oh God, you know, Waterford not really showing their true potential. But in fairness to you, he regrouped and finished second in the group as well, only losing the two games. And you say there are such small margins that's in it, but getting the first win over Tipperary on Tipperary soil as well I suppose that really cemented um, your place in the knockout stages in the quarterfinals as well and I actually watched the game live as well and to be fair you probably should have bet Tipperary by more than you actually did because you really were dominant throughout that game yeah, look, not too much. Like yesterday, like I mean, we we got that kind of performance. To be fair, the Western performance I referenced again the other day that was probably the most complete performance we had this year in in an hour. I suppose like yesterday we got half an hour of what we can do. The Tipperary game, yeah, again we had so much opportunity there, um, probably to put a bit more on the scoreboard. But look, again, to be fair to Tip, like they were missing a couple of key players on that day. Uh, I'm always conscious of what you say about oppositions and stuff like. And that particular group, I I, I christened it the group of death at the very start. Um, and it turned out to be like it was games that were going either way every week. Like I mean, we we managed to hold on to second place going into the last round because of after losing to Cork because of the way the results went the other way. Like and I was only texting Adrian the other day. Like their their draw above in, in Ennis against Clare probably prevented them from getting to the top of the second in the group. Like you know, and who knows what we would have been playing Kilkenny there yesterday. They would have been playing Limerick, and who knows? You know, so it was it was you just referenced again small margins. This this year has been the, the year of small margins in both groups to be fair like and look we're delighted to come in uh, come, we were delighted to come out of the group in second place behind Cork we were slightly disappointed we didn't catch him below in Wells Park but we had a few serious injuries on the day in question and you know so yeah look I mean that's something that we can look forward to now next week and hopefully we can correct that, that next week Well something that wasn't a small margin was the scoreline uh, from your quarterfinal last Saturday like going in at 2.15 to 1.6 uh, ahead at half time um, I suppose the goal of the uh, the whole of the championship that came like with a pass from Avi Flynn straight into Neve Rocket and we know what Neve can do I mean I've refereed games that she's in and she can do exceptional stuff um, but it was the goal if anyone at the hurlers had done it yesterday like Garrod Hegarty we'd be talking about it for weeks 
the pass itself was pin perfect to Neve, and of course Neve being Neve just buried it into the back of the net really set you going um, and then Beth's goal as well just uh, before half time as well to uh, to cement the, the lead that you had going into it put yourselves in the driving seat on that one Jerick yeah, look, I mean, we got exactly the start we wanted, Martin. I mean, like any team that wants to try and um, get through to the semis has to put a foot, their foot down as early as possible in those games, big games, and set the tone. And uh, that's what we did in fairness. Look, all due respect to Limerick, um, they, they were coming in there their first quarter final, I'm sure, with those guards, there was nerves there and what have you. Like, it's a different arena. Um, and maybe you might have seen it as, an, as, as bonus territory for themselves. I think I might have heard John reference that afterwards. Um, but like for us it was look obviously there was the history there the last four or five years but we just felt as well like that this you know with this team and the way we're playing this year we, we needed to progress it was probably more of a must for us to, to, to win than possibly for Limerick and I'm not being disingenuous in any way to Limerick um, but like yeah look the start was brilliant and that's exactly what we needed I think we won eight got after 10 or 11 minutes like and, and you know goals came in the first half and yeah so at half time I think the contest to the neutral was 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 sort of a done deal, but look, as I said earlier on, like we were disappointed in the way we went out in the second half, and that sort of tainted the performance slightly for us overall. Yeah, the victory was crucial, and we got that. But then you, you know you do your post mortem and your post match analysis, and you start looking at where did it all go wrong in the second half. You know, in fairness to to, to Limerick, they they played through most of it with 14, and, and the last couple of minutes with 13. And they quitted themselves admirably and, and fair play to them. They never let, let they never let the, the colours down, like you know, and, and they're to be commended for that. They, they fought tooth and nail at the very end and they actually outscored us in the second half. So that's testament to the, the honesty and the endeavour of those Limerick girls. And so, you know, we just have to we have to figure out where it went wrong for us because that we that happens to us on, on, on Saturday next against Cork, you know they'd be out to get in the first half you know yeah you have alluded to it alright it was a fantastic first half performance only won two then in the second half but as I said Limerick really came back into it um, against you the sending off of Sophie O'Callaghan certainly had a bearing um, on the game as well you know a kind of everything petered out a small little bit after that and then when Mirren Kramer got sent off as well um, I mean you really had the game won at that stage but still only scoring 1-2 in the second half as you say if that was coming up against uh, the likes of Cork on Saturday more might not get you over the line into an all Ireland final so I suppose a bit of work to uh, to see and be a bit more ruthless against teams uh, coming up against them would that be fair to say Derek? Yeah look I think I think we were all all that ruthlessness was all there in the first half and I think there's, there's a number of things that we can put into the, into the mix for that second half um, that, that slightly well not slightly it was a considerable drop in tone and tempo um, look I mean you can also reference the weather there on the day look I mean we did all that effort in the first half got the, got the rewards and scores and it looked like maybe the girls got a little bit tired on that and as well in the second half maybe a bit complacent um, and, and sometimes decision making like wasn't as clinical when you're in maybe it might have been more clinical if the game was tighter you know there's a number of factors to put into that equation and I think generally speaking most pundits would accept the fact that you know when a game is is, is, is sort of in, in almost won by half time and, and again I'm not being um the meaning the, the the Limerick efforts like but when you when you look at that scoreline and it kind of impacts on players' minds they look, Oh yeah, we just need to go out now and, and you know, just get through the second half. Like and, and, and look maybe that was it. I'm not saying it was, but there's there's a number of factors and we had chances. We had chances. I think we probably missed about one four, one five on top of the one one or one two we got in the second half. So that would have been a better reflection on our efforts, but we didn't get those scores and that's where you, we just need to be a little bit more Clinical, and then the, the biggest monkey of all of that then is the monkey that everybody keeps references, referencing is that you know you're in that situation at halftime, the end is nigh, 
you had sight of the end of it. You have sight of getting through a quarter final after five attempts and the fifth attempt. And that can play on people's minds as well. And maybe decision making and maybe those little passes and things that were going well for us in the first half didn't quite come off in the second half. So I think you put it all into the mix and look overall, we'd have to say we're delighted with the win and with, with a good deal of the performance, um, certainly the first half and part of the second half, Martin. But like, yeah, look, there's, there's learnings for us there and there's no better way to go into the semi-final than to have learnings. Could have been a different story. Maybe it wouldn't, it wouldn't have helped us by winning by a bigger margin, you know. Yeah, well, the semi-final is certainly going to be a right battle, as you say, uh, against Cork. One good thing about the weekend as well was that you had Lorraine Bray back and I mean what an exceptional player that she has been for ye. Um, and as I said I know as well with refereeing Lorraine as club games what she can do uh, with Kappa Quinn like it's, but it's a hundred folds more like what she can do when she's putting around them girls inside in the Waterford setup as well. So to have her back for the quarter final was a, a huge boost and um, I'm presuming uh, Abby did come off which looked like a, a bit of a hamstring injury or something as well on Saturday but all go going well you have a clean build of health now going into the semi-final against Cork and am I right in saying it's probably your first appearance in Crow Park since the intermediate final against Kildare back in 2015 yeah it is actually yeah I mean I, mean, I wouldn't have been around back then involved with everybody around but I wouldn't have been involved in Camogie but I gather a lot of the girls haven't played in Crow Park um, including I think I think I could be wrong and even the lads they played at 15 final in Crow Park I can't I don't they did yeah sure. it was the, yeah. the curtain raiser to the senior one that yeah, year yeah. Yeah, well, there would be a few involved, obviously, because I know the likes of Neve and them would have been involved back then. Um, there's a handful of them. There's a couple of them probably, yeah. So, like, that would be the last time. And, obviously, a large percentage of the, the squad have not played there. Um, so, yeah, that's a massive. And, look, that, these are the incentives, too. At the start of the year, you look at these fixtures, you look at going into, even to have played twice in Central Stadium this year already, like, is, is absolutely where they, you know, that's where everybody wants to play, whether you're a boy or, or a girl or a, ma- a man or a woman. Like, that's the place to play, like. And then... Where else would you want to play beyond that? Only in in in, in the, the holy the holy turf above in, in Croke Park. So like it's massive for that that regard alone. Um, but look, obviously you can't be overawed by the by the the venue. I mean that that's just going to be. I think that's going to suit both teams. A good good pitch, good white pitch. Like we played Cork already twice this year, and then look, they're an excellent outfit and fast running, moving team. Obviously well tutored. So we expect it to be. Um, Elter Pelter kind of a, a game for, for hopefully for the hour anyway at least Yeah as the famous Brian Cody says it makes no difference where or what venue you play a match in you still have to go out and win it and go and get as many scores as you can in it so I know you're certainly going to do it um, we're all after being discussing things here wouldn't it be lovely if we could have for the first time that I can recall maybe in that there's a water for Kilkenny uh, two neighbours in an All-Ireland final it would be fantastic obviously we have to get over Galway and you have to get over Cork but it certainly would be a great buzz if the two neighbours could end up in a, a first senior All-Ireland final Wouldn't it be great is right yeah well look I mean I, all due respect to you know, I'm only worried about us getting in there at the moment <laughs> um, we have enough to do but look yeah look I mean it's fantastic so You're like us we have as well <laughs> <laughs> Yeah look in fairness look I know there's and look to be honest with you the three teams that are there in every other year like I mean yourself Galway and, and, and Cork have been Look, setting the bar and standards, and like they're the teams. And when I got involved myself two years ago, having watched Camogie for you know the previous year or two and, and watching the finals and stuff, I just said, look, the standard there is just incredible. Like, and I'm seeing it every time we go and play any of these teams, like in by challenge matches or, or competitive matches, they're setting the bar. We're trying to get up there. And and in fairness, I will say my my own view at this stage is that there is any one of the other three teams that didn't come out of our group, my our own group, Group One this year, could be in the same position we're in next year. I think the standard is immense this year. I think Dublin could have been in the semi-final. I think I think any one of 
any one of either 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 um, Wexford or even Clare um, could easily have taken our place to it. Just things went against them in, in rounds. I think the standard in Group 1 was immense and obviously it was very competitive in Group 2. Um, but like that's 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 really good news for Camogie, I think, in, in, in the national context and it can only get better. So like the point I'm making is that we were in a quarter-final. We've been, we've been blessed to get through to semi-finals and we have a serious opportunity that, that a team like or a county, one of the minnows of, of Camogie, in the country uh, wouldn't normally have so we're going to do everything in our power and, and everything we can to try and make take advantage of that opportunity which may not come around again No exactly well the first thing was to get there Jerry. you've done that so you know the next part is all down to the, the players now on Saturday you are the first game on it is at a quarter past three in Crow Park on Saturday it is going to be live on uh, RTE television as well which is great for the players and that uh, people but we'd like people to go and support the players as well because I know we'll certainly be shouting for Waterford and hopefully the Waterford teams will be shouting for Kilkenny as well but it was great to talk to you I've watched you for a long time on the sideline as well you bring great passion to it and I know when you're 7 Davey come up again one another who knows you might even come out on top there as well uh, with himself that's going to be an intriguing battle I'd say one that you're relishing and looking forward to as well on the sideline yeah, well, look, it's, it's it's all about the girls and how to go on the and myself and Davy and anybody else for that matter are secondary in this scene. Like, um, it's a it's a big game for both teams. They're very familiar with each other, um, as are most of the girls. I you know I love watching the games afterwards and all the girls chatting to each other, and they're all after being in college or playing Ashbourne together and mixing up. And we've got girls on our team. Coda Carroll would play with a lot of the Cork girls in Ashbourne Cup this year, you know, and they would have played with a lot of Limerick girls there last week. So you know, this is what it's all about. It's it's the it's the whole camogie fraternity coming together, like you know, on days like this and out in the pitch they they go hammer and tongs out at each other and then they'll shake hands afterwards and like that's what it's about. It can't be about any dyslexers or the mentors or the trainers. You know, it's, it, they're putting in the effort. We're just facilitating them to get the chance to play at, at, at the highest level, and, and that's the way we're looking at it. We're just delighted, thrilled, absolutely thrilled that these girls in Waterford who have done so much for for Waterford. I think you mentioned Lorraine, um, you know, Lorraine Bray. I think this is her third year as a senior. Uh, sorry, a tenth year in playing senior camogie. Like you know, and these are the rewards. These are the days that she's she's fighting for over the last ten years. Like you know, and we're just so proud and so happy for the girls that they're going to get their chance up here now in Croke Park and we're going to go at it Well well said Jerry. and we wish ye and Waterford the very best of luck against one of our uh, arch rivals <laughs> in uh, Cork at the weekend and uh, as I said hopefully it'll be a good result for ye and the Dacia Fair play to you, Martin, and best luck to yourselves as well. And thanks for having us. Thanks for that, Derek. That was, of course, Derek Lyons, the Waterford senior camogie manager, there talking to us about their semi final prospect at the weekend. Anya, we were in Semple for the first game on. Uh, Saturday, it was a great victory for uh, the Limerick team, um, or not Limerick, for Waterford, I should say, against Limerick, mm-hmm. um, deserved their spot in the semi-final. And they're not going to be afraid of Cork now since the draw was done and Waterford are playing Cork and Kilkenny are playing Galway. They're going to go into it with uh, a bit of confidence. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, for, for Waterford... Whoa, sorry, pressed the wrong button. They're on you now. Yeah, I think so. I think for Waterford, you know what, they have, as you know, as Derek has just said there, they've got the monkey off the back there after getting past um, an All-Ireland quarter final. Um, I just thought some of the display from some of them, like, you know, you have to single out Lorraine Bray. She was absolutely phenomenal in, you know, in through the whole through the whole 60 minutes of that game. Ah, but her just her leadership alone and just to be a warrior on the field, like she was taking hits and tackles. And, you know, she's only she's quite slight in stature. She like is, she's yeah. quite small as well. 
and she was just taking on these really hard hits and you know some of the ball that she was giving in like she it just shows the amount of experience that she has there and you know what she really has come across as a massive leader for Waterford there and you know what you're dead right I don't think Waterford are going to fear going in playing Cork in an All-Ireland semi-final I think you know they'll be quite confident going in knowing that you know they're after raking up 3-16 in an All-Ireland semi-final regardless of the you know regardless of who they were playing and whatever happened you know when Limerick went down to 13 players you know Waterford kept going and I think you know it, it just goes to show the massive resilience that they have in the camp there and you know if I was Cork I would be very very weary of this Waterford attack they're after getting over a quarter final and they're looking at it where they're very very young players there like we've seen Abby Flynn in action with DCU this year she is absolutely monumental then you throw Bet Carton and the likes of Neve Rocket in there as well you know they're really that's a serious force to be reckoned with and I just think I think Waterford could really really push Cork or to pin them to the collar there and they, they're going to go for this really hard I think this weekend Yeah well oh. Got the Tommy set back on again well someone who knows all about it and is hopefully on the line here now when I press this button is former Camogie star with Kilkenny and now RTE pundit Elaine Elward are you there? I am here Martin I am this time yeah. Lovely thank you very much for joining us this evening on Come On Kind here with myself and Anya in studio two great games that was held over the weekend in the quarterfinals you were on duty with Jerry Hanning in the second game for um, Kilkenny and Dublin but overall give us your opinion on the two quarterfinals yeah, look, I suppose the two results probably went along expected enough lines. Washford would have been favourites against Limerick and that's the way it panned out, even though I'm not sure anyone saw their first half performance coming and similarly, look, Kenny would have been favourites to overcome Dublin and despite a little scare at the start, I suppose they really shone through and showed their real merit. So, yeah, look, it was a great day at Camogie. I suppose two good games, two good competitive games at times, but inevitably the two favourites came through. Did you think that the teams that got to the quarterfinal, i.e. Limerick and Waterford in particular, um, was actually going to be the teams was there or were there any shocks out of the quarterfinal pairings? Yeah, look, I suppose that group was so competitive for one, it was hard to tell all along who was going to make those automatic spots and from the start of the year, I suppose everyone would have had Cork and Tip on the on the top of that group and then fancied everyone else to be chasing for the third spot, but as the group went on, and I was in Waterford the first day when Dublin came to Edge Park and beat Waterford there, and I thought, you know, this could be a long championship for Waterford, that could be a valuable two points lost, but in fairness to them, they bounced back the following week with an 18 point win over Wexford, so, you know, I knew they were probably giving themselves a right shot then to get back into the championship and as results went then I suppose you know they were always there or thereabouts so look I think the couple of really good performances they had really stood to them and look I don't think anyone saw the Limerick performance coming to be fair um, they'd you know a poor league relegated in the league by 14 points by, by Offaly and then come championship you know they had I suppose the one thing that did break well for them is that they had the two toughest games they had Galway and Kilkenny first got them out of the way and then I suppose looking back on it now they really kick-started their championship then from that third game on and I was in Capamore and Limerick the day Offaly came down there and really that day it was probably being primed as you know the relegation battle which one was going to win to try and stay out of relegation and Limerick got the win that day and it seemed to kick them on you know they went down down or down came down to them and did a huge win there and then I really didn't see the result against Antrim coming on the last day so look Limerick I suppose came with the momentum Antrim seemed to be going the opposite direction their trajectory seemed to be coming down in their last couple of games and I suppose it was no coincidence that they had Galloway and Kilkenny the week before they had Limerick so maybe their confidence had taken a bit of a beating while Limerick were starting to get on a bit of an up but look when they needed the big performances I suppose they stood up and their big players like Squeeb Costello and Rebecca Dalee and so 
Tokyo Gala and really stood up and, and got the three big performances they need to get them to a quarter final. So look, from a Limerick point of view, I suppose to even be there was a was a huge achievement given how the year had started. But look to really make a mark on it now, I think they need to kick on again next year and, and be aiming to make quarter finals and beyond. And would it be fair, Elaine, to say that this year has probably been one of the most competitive championship years we've had in a long time, really, when it comes to the latter stages of, of the round robin? Yeah, definitely. Look, I think, you know, for the past couple of years, it's been, you know, we've been playing out group games, but I think we always kind of inevitably knew it was going to be Cork, Tipperary, Galway and Kilkenny, depending on what groups they were in, what orders they came out of. They were they were looking to be the, the last four every year. But this year, certainly, look, I mean, we were going into the last weekend, 12 teams, there was six games and everyone, bar Cork, I think Cork were qualified. But other than that, the 11 teams all had something to be playing for, be it to stay out of relegation, to get into a quarterfinal or to get in straight to that semi-final spot so it was hugely competitive and even if you look back across the group like there was I think three draws a couple of one point victories that draw in group two with Kilkenny and Galway so there's nothing between a lot of the teams and like if you looked at the table every Monday morning once the results had gone in there was someone else in second spot someone else in third and all the permutations for the week ahead meant that someone else could over catch them at the end and even down to the last day like if you look at Tip going to Cork getting the win Mm -hmm. thinking you know I've said for years that I felt that if Tip could beat one of the top three that they really kick-start into the championship and they went along this year bet one of the top three and ended up being knocked out of the championship on scoring difference because of Dublin's huge performance down in Wexford so yeah look I think the fact that we got to the last group of games the last round of games and everyone was still in contention I think it made it a really really competitive and interesting championship yeah, definitely. I think, you know, for me personally, I think it was definitely one of the, the championships of the year and the fact that it did go down to the wire in all the games. And I suppose just to touch quite quickly there on the relegation final, Offaly and Clare. Clare obviously having a, a massive a massive win there against Offaly and that, you know, it, it's really going to push Offaly back a, a couple of paces now at this stage, going back to intermediate level. It is, yeah. And look, they've, they've been flirting with relegation, I suppose, for the last couple of years in both league and championship. And they've struggled to get any real momentum. But look, I think that day down in Capamore, like I said, while Limerick won it and kick-started their championship, I think it was a real kick in the teeth for Offaly because I think it was a really a game they had targeted to try and get a win and to try and keep them off the bottom of that group. And then they had to come to Kilkenny the following week, you know, and it just it was an uphill struggle for there. And it's a pity to see because, you know, Camogie is strong in, in Offaly. Rhinos have been really, really competitive on the club scene the last couple of years but they did take a big beating from Clare and look Clare would be disappointed a couple of results that didn't quite go their way a couple of draws after their massive Munster Championship campaign they'll be disappointed that they were even in that position but look I suppose for Offaly now it's a case of regrouping as quickly as you can and try and bounce back up from intermediate because you know yourself the longer you stay down in that grade the harder it is you know and teams are, are catching on you and if you lose a couple of players you know you can start getting kind of caught down there and it's harder to get back up but look I think the Championship probably needs Offaly play competitive camogie and they have to regroup at the intermediate level for a year or two hopefully win it and get back up a stronger outfit Elaine just on that point there with St. Ryan is doing very very well and we touched on it going back a couple of podcasts ago it was a bit ironic that the, the gradings for the Leinster Championship came out and the Offaly senior champions is now going to be playing in the senior uh, champ, or AIB championships like there's now four teams competing at senior level at Leinster and now they're relegated but do you find it strange that there's not more of the St. Rhinus teams playing on the Offaly team to try and boost uh, the players and you know bolster them up a small little bit to be competitive uh, we always felt it was very strange that there's only two or three actually on the panel when St. Rhinus are doing so well in their uh, club championships 
Yeah, and it's a funny one. You see it with Schlock Neil up north as well. You know, they don't contribute a huge lot to the dairy panel either. So, you know, I think sometimes if a club is particularly strong, it can sometimes be de- detrimental to the county team because a club, you know, they're strong. They want to have their strongest players. They're winning. So it's hard for players to leave that, I suppose. And they commit maybe more to the club. And there is probably a bit of a club and county divide in some of those situations where clubs are strong. And, you know, you have good club management in there and they maybe don't want to release their players to, to a county, especially if you look at the likes of Offaly, you know, you have a chance of winning All-Ireland with Rhina like with St. Rhina's they probably know that with Offaly that same chance of winning All-Ireland is not there I think it's a pity I think the best players in the county should be playing for the county team regardless of their club or, or how their club is doing in any particular competition but obviously I would imagine that there is a divide in Offaly there at the moment and that some girls are choosing to just concentrate on the club campaign concentrate on Rhina's and not give their full commitment to the county and it's similar enough to Schlockneil I think look they have a huge um talents in Ulster as well at club levels and huge victories up there and I think there's only three or four of them on the county panel as well up there so you know there's obviously a divide and it's hard for girls I know you know if you're committing to a long club season which it has been for Rhinos and for Schlockneil over the last couple of years they've played right through summer winter I think right through to spring so you know they're probably not willing maybe to commit to the two of them but as I said it is a pity and it obviously is a loss to the county team after 12 years being at senior level um, I suppose is it worth looking at that there's not much relegation in it or should we be expanding the, the teams out further in the senior championship to have more teams competing at that level? Yeah, look, I think the more teams you can have competing at the highest level you can have is better because it gives everyone exposure to that kind of game time. And you see what it does for teams. You know, Dublin could have been relegated last year. They weren't. And, you know, they come back this year and they have a couple of really good championship wins and get to a quarter final. right? Maybe don't perform as well as they're capable of on the day. But, you know, if you're not playing at that level, you don't get to improve. So it's similar for Offaly. You know, they'll go down to intermediate now. They won't have the same exposure to the same level of senior camogie. And that's no disrespect to the intermediate chap but it is obviously the second great competition so look, I'd like to see as many teams as possible playing at the senior level and being competitive and I suppose the only way you get competitive up there like similar to the hurling is you have to have the exposure to that level and you know you might take the beatings from the likes of the Corks and the Galloways and the Kilkenny's for a couple of years but you definitely learn from it and you're playing a higher standard of camogie and I think that can only improve the championship Yeah exactly and getting to the latter stages of said championship we obviously have the senior semi-finals now uh, in Crow Park on Saturday you were at the last game in Athenroy between Kilkenny and Galway it was an epic battle between the two and we have a new pairing of Cork and Waterford this year in the first game so how exactly do you see uh, the two semi-finals going? Yeah, look, I was lucky enough to be, as you said, in Nathan Roy a couple of weeks ago there for that battle between Galway and Kilkenny. And I remember saying afterwards, God, we have the prospect of seeing this again in the next couple of weeks. And I think it's massive that it's there. And look, to be honest, I expect more of the exact same. Brian Downing said in an interview beforehand that Kilkenny and Galway just seem to bring out the best in one another at the moment. And you think back to Callan last year, Athen Roy this year, they do seem to bring the best out of one another in the last couple of meetings, be that league finals or in group games or All-Ireland finals. There's only ever been a score between them a point to goal a goal you know so they're two really really competitive teams and as Brian said I think they do really bring out the best in one another look I expect it to go right down to the wire and you know I wouldn't be a bit surprised to see extra time in Crow Park next Saturday evening because I think there's that little between the teams it's going to take something special from one of them just to maybe to carve out that little extra victory but look I think there's a lot of momentum with Kilkenny coming out of, of last weekend you know they went to Athen right three weeks ago and I think no one really knew what we were expecting you know they'd come fairly untested through the group they'd beaten teams they were supposed to beat well they'd beaten them well and you know you don't really know where you're at but when you go to Athen right and go to the home of the All-Ireland and League champions I suppose and you put out the 
performance like they did and you come away with a draw I think you, you kind of have a better idea of where you're at and certainly I think some of that confidence and momentum carried through to last weekend as well and when the chips were down I suppose when they went a couple of points down against Dublin there's no panic in this Kilkenny team now because they know they can compete with the Galloways and with the Corks and all the rest of them so there's no panic they just go about their business and I think the fact that they're unbeaten all year through the league and through the championship you know they mightn't have made it out of the group in the league but unbeaten to Cork unbeaten to Galway I think that brings huge confidence into a team that's a little bit less experienced maybe than the Kilkenny teams have been in the last couple of years so look I think that little bit of confidence now mixed with a little bit of experience that those newer guards have got over the past couple of weeks I think that's going to be enough to see Kilkenny over the line anyway on Saturday evening And do you think um, Elaine sorry just to go back to that point there where we're saying you know Kilkenny went up they got the draw it's going to give them a bit of confidence do you actually think that that result is going to hurt Galway a lot more going into this game on Saturday the fact that Kilkenny did go up to their own backyard they were the reigning All-Ireland champions they were kind of looking at this it's to really kind of like you know put a marker on their on their place as being the best team in the country do you think that's going to hurt Galway that's that draw in the last round yeah, look, it's been a funny one because I know the teams that have often won those last group games have gone on and been knocked out of the championship. So I don't know that it carries a huge amount of merit most years. But I do think Galway would like to think that, you know, as you said, they're league and All-Ireland champions. They'd like to think that they're kicking on a little bit and, you know, going to try and make a bit of history, putting All-Ireland titles back to back. And mm-hmm. the fact that they couldn't beat Kilkenny up there then, it probably will hang over them. Look, and I'm sure it's something Colin Murray will have used over the last couple of weeks to motivate them in training to say, you know, there's no point in being relaxed here thinking that we have this championship one we saw what Kilkenny came up here and did last weekend but I certainly do think you know I think Kilkenny the Kilkenny camp the week after that um, that draw would probably be, have been a happier camp you know gone up there got the draw got the performance whereas as you said Galway at home in front of a big huge home crowd that day mm-hmm. couldn't get the job done and you know there's just that sense that no matter what they do they just can't quite get rid of Kilkenny and no matter how well they're going they just they couldn't beat them on that particular day so that's bound to come into it at some stage and look if Kilkenny are still in the rear view mirror there were Galway are coming down the home straight on Saturday evening you can be sure a couple of doubts will creep in and there'll be a couple of question marks over that hat and right performance Yeah and just I suppose to kind of look at maybe some of the Kilkenny performances that we've seen so far this year obviously we have to talk about Miriam Walsh she's the leading scorer in the championship from play with 8 goals and 19 points she really is a girl on fire you know Galway are going to have to you know keep a serious eye on her but then we have some really good new players that are really have to come to the fore obviously Neve Dealey wasn't playing the last day but she's been a massive leading life for Kilkenny this year yeah, and she started the year I was down in, in WIT the weekend of the Ashburn finals and she had an absolutely outstanding weekend that weekend and, you know, really announced herself, I think, onto the senior scene. And as you said, it was great to see her getting back onto the field at the weekend and she's certainly someone. But look, Kenny, I think, have leaders all over that field. You know, they mightn't be household names, you know, and we speak of, you know, the ones that have gone to in the last couple of years, the likes of the Collect Armors and Davina Tobins and Megan Farrells, even just from last year. But some of the lesser known, like I thought Laura Murphy had a massive game last weekend in, in Thurles Pop up for her point and covered a load of ground and you know the likes of Katie Nolan Michaela Keneally had a superb first half yeah. won three really really important frees got her own point there so like you said yeah they have you know the big household names the likes of the Merriams the Denise Galls and, and the Katie Perrys are on the middle of the field but it's really the supporting act I think has been the real standouts for Kilkenny this year and I suppose that's what will worry someone like Galway coming up against them you know you can talk about maybe trying to curtail Merriam Walsh trying to contain, contain Denise Gall which is what Dublin tried to do at the weekend but if you do that 
that Katie Nolan pops up with three points or Mary O'Connell pops up with two points, you know. So I think that's the really positive thing from a Kilkenny point of view is that these new girls in are really, they're not a bit lost at this level and, and they look like they're born to perform there. And as I said, if the likes of Mary and Martini Scott are being curtailed by, by a certain defender or by two defenders, there's always someone willing to pop up to do the work and to get on the end of those scores. Well, it's going to be an intriguing battle. Anya, uh, thank you for that. Elaine, thank you for that. Um, thank you very much for coming on to Come On Kind with ourselves. Um, I know that you'll probably be in Crow Park on Saturday on duty as well. So hopefully we'll uh, enjoy as many of the games as we can and that we'll have Kilkenny in another All-Ireland final uh, coming up in a couple of weeks. Hopefully. Thanks a million. Elaine Elward there, thank you very much for that. Unfortunately, we had an awful lot more to discuss uh, for the preview coming up for the semi-final. Yourself and Elaine done a great job there on it. We are going to have to cut this podcast very short this evening, which I do apologise to everyone for it. All going well and hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, we will be in uh, Crow Park on Saturday evening live for the Glen Dimplex All-Ireland Senior Camogie semi-final between Kilkenny and Galway. We look forward to it for the weekend. I know people were mad looking to hear more on Anya's thoughts for us we will get them um, during the week but unfortunately for us it's uh, goodbye for now and don't forget to tune in uh, and listen to the podcast wherever you get them and until Saturday it's goodbye from myself and Anya Thank you this is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Oh